0: I wish I was a tourist attraction. I hope every listener who's here today is super excited to have me,
1: your master of mediocrity, and me, your dame of discourse not so aggressively...
0: Fair. Well, master of mediocrity got to have an edge to it, I guess. Oh, yeah. So it's
1: the it's the master of mediocrity. You've got to be got to be edgy
0: and intense about it. Can't be me- mediocre about my mediocrity. Got to no, get no. do it good. No. Anyway, for those of you who might not know, this voice is connected to a name called Aaron, mm-hmm.
1: and this voice is connected to a person called Jamie. Yeah,
0: yeah. I did. Just name was called Aaron. I guess I'm also a person called Aaron. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you want to be a person, it's, I mean, it's, it's a Friday night. You can choose to not be a person anymore.
0: I can do whatever the fuck I want.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're allowed.
0: Okay. Jamie, I am so glad that you joined me today and we're incredibly flexible for doing it. I love being part of this for everyone media family, our family, Mm -hmm. because it allows for such great options and diversifying of our hostesses yeah. well thank you
1: again for being like oh god i need someone anyone here's the book
0: yeah here's the book yeah, yeah. yes yeah. you should have seen what i sent to jess right before then because uh jess unfortunately just you know couldn't make it for recording mm-hmm. whatever um that happened silly babies uh, silly babies <laughs> and their illnesses god,
1: just get over it already Germs. send her
0: good vibes though, yeah. so if you're listening to this I mean, regardless of when you're listening to this, just send her good vibes. Seriously, yeah. (laughs) Early motherhood Mm -hmm. and also motherhood, so send good vibes to Jamie too.
1: Yeah, yeah. motherhood. Motherhood needs all the good vibes you can send.
0: Please, yeah, all of them. And you know, I am not a mom, Mm -hmm. but if you want to send, I don't know, sympathy my way, (laughs) like.
1: I mean, everyone needs good vibes. Really, that's true. We all deserve good good vibes. vibes. So, yeah. Whatever parenting or animal parenting situation you have, or single situation you have, send yeah. good vibes to each other, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Here's my pet parenting hoary story. Mm-hmm. My cats just took a shit, so it's stinky. <laughs> like it's very stinky because it's like around the corner from my office, oh, and yeah. it's, uh, you know, whatever. So, what are we talking about today?
1: <laughs> a book, apparently.
0: A book. Mm-hmm. We've never done that before in our lives. No,
1: we talk comics, not books. Those are two completely different things. Comic books? Mm -hmm. Comic book. It's like that old TV
0: where they said half a word and comic. Book.
1: (laughs) Comic book. I forget what that is, but I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Right? Yeah, me too. Yeah. The book is it is called Martian Ghost Centaur. It is from Simon and Schuster, written by Matt. Hagerty, and illustrated by Steph Medid. What is it about? It's full of, I'm going to read the synopsis from Simon & Schuster Mm -hmm. because I like to cite my
1: sources. It's also Oni Press too.
0: Also Oni Mm -hmm. Press, that's correct. Full of humor, heart, and hilarious hijinks, Martian Ghost Centaur is a touching story about protecting the things you love and following your passion. The town of Southboro used to be a major tourism destination, drawing folks from all over in the hopes that they'd spot the famous Sasquatch reportedly seen in the town many times over the years. But it's been ages since anyone spotted the Squatch, and tourism is starting to dry up. A tech company called Startup.com, a startup that helps people start their own startups, decides to begin buying places all over town in order to build their techie headquarters, driving out all the local townspeople. Luckily, Southborough is also home to Louis O'Connor, firm believer in the Sasquatch's existence and all around mega-Squatch fan. When Louis' dad's restaurant, Squatch Burger, starts to go under and fall prey to the techie startup, Louis and her best friend, Felix, decide they'll do whatever it takes to save the town from losing all the people and places that make it special. In hopes that convincing people the Sasquatch is real, And to drive back tourism, Louie and Felix plan an elaborate hoax in hopes of saving the town from the dot-com takeover. But when Felix starts talking about leaving their hometown for college in L.A., Louie will have to face some tough questions about herself, her future career, and her place in her beloved hometown.
1: Yep, that's the book.
0: That is the book. It is a young adult book for anybody who might be curious. And here on Girls Talk Comics, we might not be maybe the most family-friendly of podcasts, but we do prioritize family-friendly media. So I definitely have to say as kind of a spoiler for the end, I thought this was a great book. Perfect for like kind of any age reader, even really youngins. So
1: Young adult, it gets this bad rap of like, oh, it's for young adults. Those are the only people who should read it. But like, it's really all ages. And like, this would be such a prototypical all ages young adult book because it's just fun
0: it is really fun and you know we've done a lot more young adult books like on the podcast or like i'll talk about them on twitter or we'll talk about them and for everyone media products and people ask would it be good for as young as a seven-year-old or whatever and i think this would be one that's good for that age mm-hmm. like sheets delicates squire some other books like unearthed mm-hmm. in the um dc mm-hmm. young adult books you could definitely tell when one might be more approachable by a young teenager or preteen, and then one that could be thoroughly or effectively enjoyed by a single digit member of a family this is definitely one that can be enjoyed by your single digit fam so
1: i mean i i loved it as well i i didn't think i would ever want to see the origin story of a scooby-doo villain yeah that's so accurate this so worked. it's it worked so like i was like this is awesome this is great yeah
0: god the empathy now for all the scooby-doo villains i know They're right like, like i just wanted this property for myself it, oh my god the scooby gang are gentrifiers <gasps>
1: Yeah, I mean, you put an ascot on that techie guy in the comic, you've got Fuck. Fred. Like... Fuck. Yeah, yeah.
0: Ooh. I now get
1: Old Man Johnson's deal.
0: Villainous origin story of the Scooby gang, mm-hmm. where they're actually like hired by insurance agencies to go, like, I don't know, disprove underwritten value or whatever and like provide it worth so they can sell it I guess I don't know I don't know yeah. or devalue it because like it's just people desperately trying to save their hometowns mm-hmm. and then they're like this is real. Ooh. <laughs> wow yeah. Oof. I like that perspective I I prefer that over like Scooby Apocalypse I think actually Scooby Apoc- Apocalypse is pretty good I rescind that
1: <laughs> I don't even like the last Scooby property I I dealt with was Watching the show growing up.
0: Oh my god! You didn't even really see the bad live-action movies. No,
1: I didn't. I did not. because it was like at that age where I was jaded, like that looks stupid. I'm never gonna watch stupid movies.
0: Girl, I know you now, grown, and you're, eh, your kiddo maybe a little too young, because there are some like ghosts and flashing images and scary things that happen, like you know that clay kind of my face is really flexible thing and i don't i don't know if she's too young for that but body
1: horror i guess is a way to say it (laughs) i mean she's she loves owl house and she asks to watch infinity war and Endgame, which is a thing because she's seen those and loved them so i mean i don't know
0: fair anyway so would you like to hear a little bit about the author and the artist i would love that okay matt Hagerty. I'm sorry, Matt, if I mispronounced that. I did I again, the brain thought my mouth could make the shapes. <laughs> anyway, Matt lives in Boise, Idaho with his wife, daughter, and son. Matt is dyslexic and struggled a bunch in school, but now he writes rad comics like Unplugged and Unpopular and Martian Ghost Centaur. You can find him on Twitter at Matt Hagerty or on his website at Hagerty.com. That's it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really cool that like he was dyslexic and now he writes.
0: Yeah, it's really cool cuz like <clears throat> Excuse me, Matt, I'm totally going to like speak to your story. <laughs> I'm not going to I don't I don't want to present it in like a look at this inspiration kind of thing cuz it I think it really takes away from who Matt is as a person probably. Mm-hmm. I, oddly enough, I find those inspirational stories dehumanizing because it turns somebody into an idea. Mm-hmm. Rather than an example of how one can overcome uh, learning disabilities and other struggles. And it kind of detracts from like, it makes him more of an outlier than maybe us sitting and going like, well, what did he do to practice that skill? How did he adapt writing to where he could do this? Mm -hmm. You know, like what personal and systemic things did he have to set into place? And that's the shit I'm curious Mm -hmm. about. So Matt, if you ever want to talk about that, hit a girl up. Anyway, (laughs) I was where I was originally going to go with that
1: before (laughs) my little soapbox. (laughs) Soapbox done.
0: Was that studying a lot about board games and like Dungeons and Dragons for therapy. I remember meeting a woman who was... Really, like her idea was if you struggle with a certain kind of game, like a strategy game Mm -hmm. or um, a Mm dexterity-based one or something, it might be that you are – that is just a skill set in general that you lack. Mm -hmm. But by practicing that skill again and again and again, even if one has a diagnosable impediment, you could make adjustments and changes. Mm And you can also find, again, that adaptation for it, which all sounds fucking obvious Mm -hmm. when you say it, right? Like, I see in application so much being in the disability field at some point in the mental health field, there's this Mm -hmm. idea that because one has, it's a remnant of the medical like health model, Mm -hmm. which, you know, is a fucked up idea where I as a practitioner know more about your life than you as the person living it, Mm -hmm. but whatever, it's fine. It's not fine. Where was I going? Um, no, so <laughs> sometimes when people have a kind of deficit mm-hmm. or need a kind of adaptation or support or just fucking use the world differently, the world, if it, it doesn't match or cannot conform, will just assume you can never do it, shove you in a corner and are like, okay, you ha- struggle with dysgraphia, so we're just going to play games to keep you entertained. Let's roll some dice mm-hmm. when it's like, No, bitch, I need to be like reading and writing. Mm -hmm. Like, let's make a game out of reading and writing or something. And it's like, great. Just because somebody has a muscular dystrophy thing, you know, doesn't mean that they don't want to play the break the ice game. Mm -hmm. Figure out how they could play break the ice. I don't know. It's my soapbox. It's fine. So that's what I think about when I think of Matt. It's like, I'm really kind of curious, like, Ooh, did you have to do any practice for it if not fuck yeah how did you adapt or if you did what you do so maybe i can like advocate for it mm-hmm. with other people in my life yeah. or like you know i don't know maybe is that selfish is
1: no that i mean because cool? i get it because like because i mean i'm in education and anytime i see a story like this i'm always like because i'm also like you like how did this happen how are you able to do that and how can i When I have a student who comes to me with something similar or other challenges that maybe I can apply what this adaptation you did to something else, because I I have, I teach introductory classes in in my field and so many students come at it and they're just like, I don't know how to do it. Not for me. I'm, I'm gone. And it's like, well, no, like if you're genuinely interested in this, let's figure out a way to adapt. Like Anytime a student turns their performance around, I'm always like, how how the fuck did you do that so I can tell other people?
0: You're right. Which is a weird, I guess, mm-hmm. still kind of keeping people as an inspiration, right? You're like, bet you did it. Amazing. Mm-hmm. How did you do it? Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be that everyone's like, oh my god, look at you overcoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just leaving it at that, no, it's like, no, legit, let's fucking do yeah. this for everybody else. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> like-
1: that's kind of what tell my students. I'm like, Tell me so that I can because you're not you're probably not the only student I'm ever going to deal with who has this issue. And like if I can always center my advice to students about like what other students have done instead of them going, what would you do? It's like, well, don't do what I would do because I'm like I'm a Ph.D. in this. I've been spending a decade or more doing this. Like I need to tell you what other novices have done because they're in your book.
0: Like, what do you do? Oh, well, all I have made a series of mental shortcuts mm-hmm. and shorthand that allow me to cope in this effectively. But you're like at the point where you're not coping at yeah. all. No, I, and I see that in mental health, too, of like people where they come in and they're like, what do you do? How are you able to function with your anxiety? I'm like, well, I'm on medication and I've had about 30 years of unpracticed effort. <laughs> like, I, you know, you're And you are 14 who's coming to me for help. Like, it's like, we have entirely different lived experiences. Mm -hmm. I've been where you are. Like, you cannot compare where I am now. to where I was when I was your age, (laughs) like, they're not the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Matt, come on down to the family and let's talk about it. Like, I'm so fucking pumped. Anyway, that was the author. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell a little about the artist. And then I want to hear all your thoughts about the book okay okay all right so the artist steph mid mid stephanie is a comic artist and illustrator from chicago illinois who loves all things comedic cute and colorful when she isn't working on comics she spends her time collecting records and stopping her two cats from spilling drinks all over her desk for more of her work visit stephmiddead.com oh my god steph i completely understand about the cats
1: i was about to say big mood fucking so big relatable mood. So relatable. So one of our cats, um, we only can have lidded drinks in the house. Oh no. Not because she knocks them over, but because she will stick her paw into your drink if you are not careful. If you're not paying attention to just a cup, you could have a cup on a table. She will like, five seconds later, just be there behind you and just go, boop. (laughs) I'm just like,
0: (laughs) Cats are amazing. I've had to be very particular. My cats, I've gotten so okay with cat saliva because my cats like to drink after me, Mm -hmm. which I also think is kind of cute that they're like, I'm going to take little licks out of your water. But when it gets too low, I have to chug it mm-hmm. because they're like Toothless, my beloved void kitten, my darling, darling void baby who just looked at me as soon as I said her name. <laughs> when the water gets too low, she'll start to stick her paw into the cup too, but then she'll also pull. And so there have been a couple times I wasn't paying attention where she would uh, just spill a <sighs> cup of water <sighs> all over the place because she was just like, Ooh, what is it? Oh, no, there is water engine. Just jerk it over. And I'm
1: like, damn. Ah! No. Cats are fun, but absolutely you have to make sure you're watching for them. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And ooh, as an artist with cats, you like to knock cups over. Ugh.
1: I mean, cats thank God so for digital stuff. art. You know, you don't have to worry about your papers, but
0: you now have to worry about your computer.
1: There you go. So like, yeah, it's a it's a it's a really fun book. I just it's it's easy. You just get into it and it's like a lot of fun it's got a lot of heart cuz like you immediately sort of get with Louie you're like oh you're just so wide-eyed and bushy-tailed you love your hometown you have a best friend and you have two of the sweetest gay dads ever
0: I love how what related to you was you have a best friend you like that was what was heartwarming like that's like
1: it's just it's just abnormal for the end of
0: high school I'm sorry like, <laughs>
1: I mean, but they're also just like so her and the best friend are just so like supportive of each other. And oh, you're a bodybuilding best friend. Cool. I was just so blown away by the fact that like, we're just the casual representation. She has two dads and like every other panel where there's a group shot or like um several of her Airbnb closet people were obviously <laughs> queer couples. And it's like, hell yeah, book. Hell
0: yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you, Matt and Steph. Thank you. I, okay, I want to talk about her closet Airbnb. Yeah.
1: All right. (laughs) Let's go.
0: What a fucking bold choice that I speak, I think speaks to an Airbnb culture Mm -hmm. that I'm just not connected Mm -hmm. with since I live in the Midwest Mm -hmm. and we just stay in hotels or our friend's couch. Yeah. You know, the original freebie, Mm -hmm. like Airbnb. (laughs) But she rents out the floor of her closet, y'all. As a frickin' Airbnb,
1: like not only the fact that she does it, but she gets people,
0: and they have to sneak in through her bedroom. That's so window. adorable!
1: <laughs> it was so adorable. It's not that unbelievable that people would read the Airbnb directions and be like, "Oh, I guess we go to the side window," and "Oh, I guess it's okay if we're sleeping in a closet for a night." Like it's Airbnb. It's like, geez,
0: yeah. It's all kind of that young like crowd that would specifically do it. Cause you also figure out it's kind of the gimmick of the place mm-hmm. because she starts like bemoaning her life at where it is. And then the, the per- people in the closet are guess I guess are like, remember this is part of the experience. And you're like, What the fuck? Like, like I'm like, I would never. Never. never no, want to do that no. <laughs> like,
1: but it just it's like so many parts of this book were just let's have a fun cute coming of age book but let's also poke the hell fun out of everything from the airbnb culture to startup.com like when i read that i rolled my eyes and chuckled because it was just like it's so on the nose but also like so perfect
0: yeah It's startup.com and the guy is like stamping his foot and he's all like, my dad's money. (laughs) It's like, okay.
1: (laughs) And like the scarf too. And the man bun. It was just like, oh God.
0: Everything about it. This is 100%
1: caricature and I'm 110% here for it.
0: And it's good caricature because we know, we know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was a really light hearted, fun read. I really enjoyed how like the town came together Mm -hmm. in support of her (laughs) bizarre kind of fantasy and approach like as it's so off the wall. Mm -hmm. I feel like I live in a place that's small enough that would allow something like this to happen as kind of a nice little Mm -hmm. tongue in cheek small town Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But the fact that everyone was, like, into it. Like, this is the origin of Mothman yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Like, somebody wore a costume and everyone's like, Mothman's real! And then just over years, it was like...
1: Well, I mean, you're not going to say no to tourist money, you know? Fuck yeah. Like, I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah, it was a very light read and just... But it still had, like, a good... Like, there was still a message there. Like, you read light reads and you just, like, instantly forget it. Because it was so light and fluffy. It's like, there's nothing here really... To dig into but the whole idea of like her realizing that the sasquatch wasn't real and her having to come to that her having to come to terms with like this the town might not be the same it once was and my friends going to college and all of that like the fact that she deals with it but it's in such a fun lighthearted way works for this book it really does
0: like a falling forward Mm -hmm. almost you know like life doesn't go back to where it was Mm -mm. before you know she doesn't ask for her friend to not go to college Mm -hmm. you know she doesn't ask she has to accept Mm -hmm. the change that is happening Mm -hmm. but then you know she also expands her circle of support Mm -hmm. she finds different allies Mm -hmm. she finds like more things out about herself her own skill set and things like that and it's really just a delightful like coming of age and when she finds new relationships she doesn't lose the old ones so it's it's one of those like like I like to think about good stress you know where it's it's the stress that makes you make the changes or care for yourself or things like that it's one of those examples and I like that because it's like I love those examples of here's a little bit of hardship Mm -hmm. that somebody else is going through that you can probably possibly relate to and then uh look at them Mm -hmm go through it because it's not like they wake up one day and they're like, I'm fine. No, they fuck it up. And then they like, it falls into place. Cause they listen to the other people around them, the other people around them communicate, mm-hmm. you know, it just shows all the good skills and it just, it just makes
1: me so happy. Very much. Very much. It was just like, ah, uh, yeah. Things don't go back the way they were because they can't, which is important. You find new ways to do it. And I love the, I love the concept of, well, everyone knows the Sasquatch is fake now, why don't we create a new thing? Which, by the way, the fact it was Martian ghost centaur.
0: So much, right? Just so fucking much.
1: It's just like, let's just go with that, you know? Like, it was it was a centaur that was on Mars and was cast, was killed, and then thrown down to Earth, and his ghost roams oh, Earth. Like, it's just like, yeah. all right, cool, let's Absolutely
0: go with it. absurd. And the fact that it's like a rotational, like it's like a costume made out of a fucking cardboard box <laughs> and like a nice dress, you know, it's just like it it just just to see that like they all rotate taking turns after a while so they can like, you know, oh, we haven't seen this one person while the Martian ghost mm-hmm. centaur is here. They are obviously faking it. And they're like, aha, nope. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's a conspiracy, Scooby-Doo.
0: It's just a racket. I love it and I love how lighthearted the people who are choosing to be tricked are about it like it's like we all kind of know but it's still like fun right like and it's so fun for the community that people are like yeah sure this is probably isn't real but like fucking love the gimmick yeah. let's go like
1: and I think it really speaks to that message at the end where MythBuster, let's just call her when she first comes in like Sasquatch is not real haha and then it's like all shit happens and they she comes back and they're like why like why would you ruin this like let people have their illusion let people believe in the fantasy and it's like yeah like it doesn't hurt anyone it speaks to that just like let's let's let people have it let's people have fun we don't need to solve every mystery that's out there you know
0: yeah and i i love that too because that was her own like i'm jaded arc right um and i it was really cool to see her kind of give into that. Cause I, I like doing that as an adult, like shit. I know make believe like I can tell when a kid's having make believe and they're like, I'm Superman. I'm like, hell yeah, you are. Like, I'm just going to give into it. Who cares? Oh yeah. Who cares?
1: My, so my daughter, she's very good at at creative play on her own cause she's an only child. And like the soap operas she comes up with, with her toys, so there's like these little like uh, Fisher Price little people sets, and she's got all oh, yes. the Frozen characters, all of the course. Lord of the Rings characters because they had a special Lord of the Rings set. Oh hell yeah! And then just random ones. And when the Christmas comes out, we b- we bust out the Moses ones that my parents bought her because you know have to have some Jesus-y ones in there. And the adventures that Anna and Elsa go on with Moses and Aragorn sometimes are just fucking magical. And it's just like, just let kids have fun with it. Let's, you know.
0: And then on top of that, also let adults have fun with it. Exactly. Like there's yeah. obviously where it can get harmful. And it's you can see that in kids too. Like imagine a play can be harmful in children. Yeah however play is incredibly important and the fact that there is this older girl who's like i'm jaded and bitter and everyone needs to know the truth who's just like yeah fuck it let's have fun yeah. like yes yeah
1: yes
0: yeah. let people have nice things
1: this, like, it's so it's very much the anti-department of truth comic
0: yeah where department of truth is
1: like conspiracy theories make bad things real we have to stop them this one's very much like fuck that like let's have fun okay. like no one's hurting each other let's have fun
0: yeah, there's also not that supernatural component of like suddenly a Martian ghost centaur exists, <laughs> <laughs> like and is destroying things. It's just your neighbor who's like roughhousing a little bit, yeah. you know. Oh yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So at least I guess that's comforting. If it went full X Files, I might be like, "Look, Martian ghost centaur, we got to monitor you a little bit.
1: <laughs> we got to, we got to, we got to register you, you know, make sure that we're."
0: Yeah. Yeah, like if you're a tulpa, mm-hmm. if you're brought into existence based on other people's consciousness, I, we have to monitor what the consciousness is, and you kind of have to come in for check-ins every once in a while.
1: We'll send you, we'll like, send you, um, a, a caseworker.
0: Yeah, I want to write a story like that. Oh, let's like go. Somebody who's like cryptids, who's checking in and be like, "God damn, oh, I might have to do like research about cryptids and shit, like specific ones or whatever," which is fine. We could figure it out, but I think it'd be hilarious to write, like, somebody is the therapist for tulpas. Mm-hmm. Or like other <laughs> mythical creatures just brought to existence from the consciousness. He does really, really well whenever he's in a really structured environment. But anytime we like, to, we try to back off services, you know, one of those stray thoughts about like, <gasps> he really doesn't like it. He had a moment of clarity. And he was like, "Bet I like this. And then Supernatural came out and it was just downhill from there.
1: And then we need, <laughs> and then we need the PR firm for these cryptids. So it's like more like, you know, we need a cam- an ad campaign. Let people know there's more to him. There we go. When Femme starts our fiction section. Boom.
0: Yeah. Ooh, the villain is the PR gone evil. I'm oh, bad. Where yeah. they're like, ooh, fuck this guy for firing me. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, we could make it like a real thing where they're like, oh, they thought their rehabilitation services were going great until it killed my brother. And then dun, like, dun. Dun, dun. Or like my well-meaning sister. And now this is all a revenge thing. And I'm going on the deep, dark web.
1: So it's, it's cryptid fake news. We're fighting cryptic fake news.
0: Fake news. Yes. Go. Yes. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Fortunately, uh, what is it? No one. People are legally bound to not like listen to pitches. Shit. It's not like we're presenting this as a pitch. Somebody could steal this.
1: I mean. Yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna be stealing. I think we're okay.
0: I mean, if they do, whatever. I ain't gonna sell it. I'm just gonna like.
1: If we. If we see a story like this coming out from James Tynan uh, next year, we'll know we have James Tynan as a listener.
0: Tiny Onion we're watching. Like, <laughs> kidding, Tynan. <Ugh. laughs> well, I'm really glad you read it, and it's nice to get positive feedback. Jess declared me as her mortal enemy at one point because I only make her read books that make her cry.
1: Well, I'm glad the one book you had I step in for is not one that made me cry because I read this at work and I did not want to be crying and then have to go, do student advising like, you okay? It's like I'm so sad. This book.
0: You're like uh, I know you're a, uh, freshman, Christ. and it's so sad. Like... This isn't the. F-
1: this isn't. I'm not the only professor you'll see cry.
0: Your life is gonna suck because college isn't for everyone. <laughs> like, just...
1: The decline begins. It's so much death. Go back to your <laughs> magical hometown with your Martian sent centaur. <laughs>
0: Gay dads, <laughs> like
1: with your gay your gay dads.
0: <laughs> People are like, that's not my life. <laughs>
1: like, Can I get a different advisor, please? Like, we just like, I just need I just need a cam and a calculus class next semester, please help me out.
0: Here at university, I think my advisor was hallucinating. <laughs> like, I don't understand, and I would like to
1: withdraw from school. Zero out of five <laughs> will not come back. Zero out of five.
0: <laughs> no, it's your Airbnb experience. There we go. <laughs>
1: All <laughs> goes back to that baby. So, yeah. Any comments about the art?
0: I thought it was really great stylistically for it. I like the kind of simple cartooning style that comes with younger books. I think it makes it easier to read, easier to kind of follow. Detailed, distinguished characters. Like they—they they are also caricatured, and the colors are so distinct without heavy detailing. And you know, we're not really like focusing on background shots. That it. It was really easy to breeze through. Yeah. Like I got to focus a lot more on the kind of the story and the character interactions and the fun, like acting that came with it and staging more so than I did like, Ooh, look at that grass or that tree or wow. They spent a lot of detail on that window, you know, like it's what about you. Yeah,
1: Like if you can give me a solid color background and take the time you would take to illustrate the background to give me a more illustrative and expressive facial expression, I'll, i I want that trade-off. I will take that because do not I d I don't I don't care that there are trees in the background. But if you can give me a solid color that maybe kind of hints at the character's emotions, like I think there was one set of panels in this that was like that was almost like a traffic light kind of setup. Like it was green, and then as the character's emotions shifted, it went from like green to yellow to red to darker red. Like if you can play Ooh, with that yeah and show me the expressiveness of the character, like, right on. I think a lot of times with quote unquote, comics for adults, I get really burned out on art that, for lack of a better term, is trying too hard, or it's like very complex or very complex paneling, but if, and that's fine, it's awesome. It's like, ooh, cool. But also, a lot of times, if you can give me a, yay, a YA, I almost called it YA book. Um, yay! Yay book. If you can give me a YA book that's got very simple paneling and very cartoonish expression work, I'm all there for it.
0: Definitely. And it suits the narrative better mm-hmm. Absolutely. a little bit. Like, obviously, like, I'll be honest, if this was a story that needed a lot more action mm-hmm. shots, I would have been disappointed but a, a story about relationships and coming of age and the emotional growth and experiences between these characters. fucking perfect. Oh, yeah. Which I think really speaks to Steph's ability and of course the good the goodness the goodness of fit of the Matt and Steph team for this book. And I don't know if Matt picked his own artist or if somebody re- like connected him and Steph or Steph even had the idea for the story and was like I want Matt to write it. I don't know how this works. Maybe they both were just talking together, like we were just spitballing a story idea. Who cares? Yeah. Either way, they were they were the right
1: parents yeah. to the. It worked perfect. There, they, it worked perfectly together. Story with art, which is what you want.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, no. Yeah.
1: One thing I I really appreciated, like the last thing I can remember that it's like, oh, that's really cool. So like you know, in like you have comics or or graphic novels, and like they have to do like fake background store names and they just mm-hmm. like have really like stupid ones or really fun ones. And you're like, Hmm, I wonder what that store would actually be like the fact that they did that with several of the stores in this town. I yes. loved. it's that little detail that I was like, Oh my God, this is hilarious. Like what Trent Reznor's tent store The the auto repair dentist
0: is such a like crazy like, mash, mashups like a good
1: this is an artist and a writer just like having Having fun fun? just having fun with it yeah so um i really appreciated that going back to the two gay dads the fact it was just like it was so sweet when the sasquatch came because they were trying to play sweet pranks on each other like i was like oh that is just the whole like basis of this mythos and town is based on the fact that one like they were playing pranks on each other and one just happened to go viral yes. That's adorable.
0: Oh, so cute. <laughs> like, gay love really can rule the world like look at it influencing i love it love it it was yeah it was really it was just a really sweet read and i'm glad we got to do this book for the show mm-hmm. so oh yeah
1: i highly recommend it
0: yeah so, all you listeners out there, I totally wish I was more prepared so I could tell you the femme production story, but you know, we kind of release these episodes when we can. We love you though. But find okay. us on Twitter at Girls Talk Comic One, on Facebook at Girls Talk Comics LFK for all kinds of other content and interesting things such as Jamie's wonderful reviews. Oh. You can find us on foreveryonemedia.com. And if you're tired of whatever streaming podcast streaming site you're using right now, you can find our videos on YouTube. You can find for everyone media on Twitch and Mm -hmm. YouTube. Mm -hmm. And you can probably find us on another streaming site. Like, for example, if you're using Spotify and don't want to continue to do that, may I recommend Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, or one of the other many ones out there? We're probably on it. Stitcher? Stitcher. Anyway. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Again, I'm Aaron, your Master of Mediocrity. And I'm
1: Jamie, your Dame of
0: Discourse. We love you. Love we hope you. you have a wonderful weekend. Good positive day, vibes week. to all of you. Good positive vibes to all. Go pick up Martian Ghost Centaur at your local comic book shop or local bookseller.
1: Or the library.
0: Or the library. Or Hoopla, Hoopla, where we also read it.
1: Yep, that's how yeah. I got it.
0: Yes, yes. But yeah, have fun. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Bye. Bye. Synopsis. Synopsis bio. Fuck. It's not a synopsis when it's about a person.